Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the job's fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the money shot, baby. Back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. George LaRock. George LaRock is back. LaRock out with your... Uh, yeah, uh, well, you're, you're LaRock out, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just thought this is going to be a new segment that we do every quarter called the money shot. What do you think? Are you asking me or George? I'm asking you. This is our show, dipshit. Oh, well, I don't care what we do. It's, it's George's name gets to be attached to George, 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 the money it. shot. George loves it. It's the money shot with George LaRock. Uh, hello, everybody. He left. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Is he still there? <laughs> are you, are was, you there, George? Say I was, something, can I George. speak now? You guys, you, I got the riot act on the way in about being muted and introductions no, this, and stuff. We're not talking I'm, about your crappy survey. <laughs> we're talking about what you actually know about. Your uh, your money, money time, money report, money yeah. time. Before I'm we get ready. to that, before we get to the money shot, tell tell us about George LaRock. For all those listeners out there who don't know who George is, they've they've unfortunately, I don't know who wouldn't, but who is George LaRock? What is this HR wins thing? George LaRock. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't want to speak in the third person, but I am George <laughs> LaRock, and uh, I'm a market analyst. Uh, I've been in the industry for 30 years. Uh, I've been in recruiting and uh, in HR. Spent 10 years there. 10 years on the vendor side. A uh, couple of uh, good runs with a uh, couple of bigger brands taking um, uh, Bullhorn and Brass Ring to market, and a couple and one or two others. And then for the last 10 years, um, I've been a market analyst. So I cover the market. I work with uh, employers to help them understand the tech trends and the technology that's out there, uh, write a lot of reports about it, work one-on-one with them. I also work with vendors and do advisory on helping them understand their customer. One of the things I do um, is track all of the investment, uh, the VC and the private equity and the mergers and acquisitions in the yep. space. And I put out a quarterly, I, I cover every deal day in, day out um, at hrwins.com. But I also put out the quarterly, a quarterly update report on everything that's happened and an annual look back. And today we're going to talk about the quarterly report, but everything's at hrwins.com. And we're breaking news today, soon to be released, HR Loses, coming to a webpage <laughs> near you. Right, George? 
Uh, I just one big pile of shit. I do. I do own the URL thanks to Chad and Cheese. They. I, I thought I better own it. You're welcome. So that, that you know something responsible happens with it. If you guys get a hold of it, uh, I, dude, I'm, I'm really hoping that we get a version of fuck company that is just on the HR side. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that's what we get. But today, today, this is what we're going to get. Kids. Is so dangerous today that this is what we're going to get. It's it's HR wins Q3 2019 global HR tech investment update, a.k.a. the money shot. George, where can they find this? So if our listeners aren't driving, but they are listening and they can go to their mobile or they can go to their desktop. How can they follow along? Uh, real simple. Just go to hrwins.com. Uh, scroll down to the feet. You'll see featured reports and uh, it is the big featured report right now. A uh, big purple picture of like a report cover with the title on it. Can't miss it. Big purple monster looking money shot. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to get me to say it. I'm not going to. I'm just not going to say it. You can say it all you want, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, everybody's going to take a, Everybody has to take a shot when I say money shot. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive into this. So we have close to a billion dollars that was actually spent in Q3. Tell us, tell us a little bit about this and what we're seeing on the trend lines. Yeah, what's the executive summary of this thing for everyone? Uh, the executive summary is, I mean, it was another, you know, big quarter. Uh, I've tracked uh, details for the last three years, and this is the, uh, this is quarter number five, right? It's fifth largest. Um, it's an incredible amount of VC coming into the space. Um, the talent acquisition uh, and HCM categories are the big categories as usual. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the subcategories, uh, talent, uh, in talent acquisition, job boards and assessments uh, scored big this quarter. Job boards is every quarter and every month, um, you know, across all categories, the, the leader. Uh, this quarter assessments, you know, edged it out. So that's, a, that's the, high, the high level. There's, you know, we can go deeper um, into analysis if you want. Oh, we're going to go deep with the money shot, George. <laughs> Don't you worry. Top of the report. A bit close to a billion dollars, nine hundred and sixty four point three million dollars spent. Uh, so how does that compare? Is that looking good? How are we trending? Yeah, well, when you look at the you look at the chart, uh, you, it, you know, the, your first reaction, it, it's well, it's the fifth largest in the last three years. It's a drop from mm -hmm. the last couple of quarters. But the thing to remember about the last two quarters is we had something like eight mega rounds, right? Deals worth over 100 million and half of those were worth over 300 million. So we didn't have any mega rounds in this, in, uh, in Q3. Uh, so that's, that, that's the impact, right? Uh, now is Q3, are we taking a breath? Is that what's happening after these mega rounds? I don't know if you can say a billion dollars is taking a breath. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, well, it's, yeah. it's lower than Q3 last year though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but we did have mega rounds last year. We had, we consistently had some really large rounds now in Q, Q4 has already started and we've already had a mega round in Q4. We had a $300 million round, uh, go to, uh, rig up. So, uh, maybe, uh, but I, I really don't think quarterly. It, I, I, I do this quarterly because everybody wants it quarterly. And I think over right. time it's good to see the trend, but I don't think quarterly is the way to look at, VC and private equity coming into the space. 
um, to take to take the um, to take the temperature, right? I, I don't think that's um, the way to look at it. So Q3 of this year is not a canary in the coal mine, if you will. And if you were in the prediction game, you wouldn't uh, sort of name this the death knell of the investment money coming in. You expect to see greater numbers going forward. Uh, we had a a, high, a good deal volume. De- deal, the number of deals didn't go down. The average deal size, when you take out the the outliers, uh, comparatively, the last quarters is you know right on track. Um, I. I I'm not a financial analyst, so uh, you know something happens in the economy, um, and that's going to cause all investors to tap their brakes, get more conservative. But what I do see, I you know I got a I got a uh, I see a lot of new uh, funds being created, not not just for HR tech, but across the board. Um, the, the venture capitalists are raising a lot of money. They're, they, they've, they're bringing a lot of money into their funds that they need to find homes for. Um, and I have had a call in, uh, you know, in the last 48 hours of someone creating a new fund uh, for just for HR tech. So, you know, as we sit today with the economy, um, not, nothing seems to be slowing down. Um, you know, that's that's my that's my take now. I, but I, I uh, again, if anything happens, of course, if anything happens in the economy, things will will slow. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if this is the new normal or if this 2018, 2019 um, level of investment was like our peak. Um, hell of a surge. Yeah, it's it's it, it really is. I, I you know you look at the number of um, of startups. You look at the number. You look how uh, you know anybody can you know really at low cost create an app, um, and we see a lot of apps coming into the market. Um, so it, you know all of these things you know play into this. There's going to be no shortage of folks starting up companies, and when the economy does go soft. That's sort of the best time to start if you if you have the capacity to do it, if you have the resources to do it. Um, so, so you mentioned you mentioned mobile. Uh, can you look at sort of other trends that may have sparked this? Like, I know for me, uh, you know, Microsoft dropping twenty six billion for LinkedIn kind of started this this gold rush. But what's your take? Yeah, that I, those sizable um, investments have uh, have a lot to do with it. I, I think a lot of investors. Um, see Workday, and uh, I'm not talking about the the product that they're providing to the market, but right. looking at um, look, they look at Workday and they see how it's trading. They see its multiples. They see, and and it's a big shiny object, and it's in the HR technology category. I think that's another thing that that draws a lot of investors, you know, in into the space. Do you think they liken it to Salesforce? And Salesforce has obviously exploded. I mean, it's almost like it's a different segment, different industry, and this could prospectively be the Salesforce of the HR tech industry. I, I, I think I think there's something to that. Um, I think it's um, they liken it to a lot of things. Most uh-huh. investors don't know much of anything about this space. Uh, so, so they, they neither do most of the startups that get in this space, by the way. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, you know, you, you hear just like from the startups, you, I, you still hear, I'm still hearing like, you know, 
we're, we're going to be the match.com of recruiting. We're going to be the Uber <laughs> of recruiting. We're going to be the Tinder. The, yeah. Tinder. We're gonna, yeah. The Tinder of recruiting. We're going to be all this stuff. Um, and of HR and of employee engagement, whatever the category is. And you hear it from the investors too. You hear, and, and I, I think there has been a trend with vendors and marketplaces sort of emulating Salesforce. Um, I think the the challenge with the workdays is a different kind of topic, but the challenge with the legacy vendors and Workday is now a legacy vendor. They've been around a long time. Um, they've got really limit. They don't have workplaces like Salesforce. Salesforce is is just open, right? They don't care. You you can replace any of their features yeah. with your own apps mm-hmm. coming through their marketplace. You can't show me an HR vendor like that. Some of the newer vendors that came up after 2010, 2015, um, culturally, they're more aligned with that. Um, but, but most of, you know, none of the HR platforms are, uh, are open like that. They should be. Um, but, but they're not. So I think that that confounds the vendors and the investors over time because to the, to this point, buyers don't act like people that buy or, or, or companies that buy Salesforce or uh, marketing platforms or other financial systems or things like that. You, you mentioned um, Uber, and I'm curious because we've, we've had a lot of, I guess, work platforms or, or companies in our space go public this past year and frankly be pretty challenged. Uh, you know, Upwork, Lyft, Uber, Fiverr, um, I'd even maybe throw Slack in there as someone in the public market that has been challenged. Do you think that will affect uh, the, the amount of money coming into the space negatively or will it not matter? Well, you know, if you look at uh, you look at some of these mega rounds, um, you know, uh, rig up this quarter, Q4, 300 million. Uh, I think it brought their total to 450 million. Uh, you know, the, the, the pressure on the backside of that level of investment Um you know, that's you look. You look at a lot of those vendors that you mentioned. They raised huge amounts of capital, uh, and then uh, you know the the results that are expected as a startup. But then, as they look to go public, you know what their market cap needs to be. Um, it, it's it's kind of hard for me to see where we aren't going to have. You know, the only examples we had are um, like you know we've had link, LinkedIn go to Microsoft. That was acquisition, right? Um, it, we, we don't have a lot of, we, we don't have a lot of experience with massive, uh, uh, investment, you know, sort of going public. Um, and we do have, we've had unicorns like Zenefits imploded. Uh, they're, they're still like, they're chugging along out there, but there are different Zenefits now. Um, so I, I just, I, I expect we'll have, um, We'll have some some brands to put on hrloses.com. I think we'll have some some brands to put over there uh, at some point. So uh, 2019 surpassed 2018. Yep. In three quarters, right? Versus, so we still have a quarter to go. I mean, we're we're in the in, in the gravy set right now. As we as we take a look at the investment map, obviously, I mean, the money's still it's in the U.S. 29 deals. Uh, in the U.S., and then there's just sporadic onesie twosies all over the rest of the world, right? Yeah, it's it's good to see um, deals coming in from other places. Um, you know, France has a, a healthy ecosystem. The U.K. is always sort of number two. 
Uh, Canada can pop up onto the list with a few deals, but we're we're talking about you know the most I've seen from any other country um, in any quarter of the last three years has been like seven deals, and that's been like whoa, you know, usually it's two or three from from one. And that was France, right? And that that was France, yeah, uh, yeah, sometime yeah. last year, um, and then. Yep. When I when I look at the U.S. now, I don't I don't report on the cities, uh, but it's it's you know Silicon Valley gets the lion's share um, of the VC investment. But the good news is, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, um, I, I you know, there has been. I don't. It's not like some an exodus, um, but there you know many cities have built. Um, you know, an ecosystem for startups and technology to attract more talent, to attract investment businesses. And that's starting to be reflected, but it's uh, sort of like, you know, it's it's analogous to comparing the U.S. to other countries. You know, Silicon Valley sees the bulk of it. That's where the bigger, you know, sort of top top uh, rate um, VCR, where you see the big mega rounds coming out of. Um, but, you know, it's it, it is starting to expand within the U.S. a little bit. Let's talk about chatbots okay. for a second. And I, I want to say going back to like 2017 was when I think Maya got their first big round. And then you had sort of a, you know, a cavalcade of, of players come into the space that got money. What's sort of your take on what's going to happen with them in the next couple months or years? Um, are we going to see them, you know, consolidate and at how much? Um, I think we're looking at Alio at, you know, above the 50 million mark. I'm sure you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but we're seeing some big dollars there. And also what other spaces do you see becoming hot or heating up in the next, you know, 12, 18 months? Chatbots, there, there's no, uh, you won't get any disagreement from me that um, conversational interfaces, chatbots, messaging, all of that automation surrounding it, machine learning behind it, making the system smarter. That's, you know, that's the future. Um, there's a run on chatbots, right? Yeah. It's, uh, and, and it's not just the startups. So the thing that we're starting, you know, all of the larger vendors were a, a little more hesitant or they started looking at uh, these interfaces, not re- not rushing to market with the product, but exploring AI, seeing, you know, where does it make sense for our customers? But now they've been coming out with these products. Um, I think you're going to see some acquisitions. That's a, it's a place where you're going to see some of these vendors who might have um, raised some cash, got some traction, share some customers with, with some platforms, get acquired. Um, you're going to see if, if uh, you're going to see uh, a lot of these vendors have to branch out uh, because there are, there's just there there are there are a lot of vendors across every category, right? There there are too many recruiting chatbots. There are too many benefits advisor chatbots. There are too many internal HR help desk chatbots. Um, so they're going to have to branch out and start to do more um, and start to look like some of the platforms that they've tried to avoid uh, or. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're just going to turn into, you know, zombie vendors out there that, you know, (laughs) they make enough recurring revenue to keep the lights on and show up at a trade show here or there. Um, but, uh, and, and maybe run a lifestyle business, but they're not going to take over market share. Bold statements. Yeah. Let's dig into some of these categories real quick. So to me, it looked like talent acquisition and and correct me if I'm wrong. 
it seems like talent acquisition in this quarter took more of the pie than it normally does because HCM usually dominates uh, the, the, the dollars side of the house. Um, is that the case? Is talent acquisition, talent acquisition tech actually on the rise from an investment standpoint? Uh, so over the last three years, we've had nine point two six billion across all HR tech, uh-huh. three point nine to HCM and three point four to talent acquisition. Okay. So, um, so I would say, like, I, I I didn't have that reaction to this chart. It's always to me, there. It's always hmm, which one's going to be edge out the other one, yeah. talent acquisition or HCM. The thing about HCM is they consistently that that category consistently has a small, you know, larger average deal size, oh, yeah. um, bigger deal amounts because you know, we're looking at, you know, system. payroll and benefits and, yeah, you know, larger systems and systems that everybody needs, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, there's a, uh, everybody needs payroll. Every, everybody needs, uh, in the US, everybody needs a benefits platform. Well, and it's the difference between get, giving money to something that is a feature that could go on to get acquired and an actual system, like you're talking about a payroll system. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and uh, and investors, I think, um, yeah, that's why job boards and talent acquisition do well. Another reason is because an investor sees a marketplace and they see a need that regard, regardless of the economy, uh-huh. um, people are looking for jobs. Uh, either they're look, there, are, there are either more people or fewer people looking for jobs. There's all there are always people hiring more. You know, there's a two sided market. Investors love that. You can go in and really specialize and, and go after that that you know, that segment of the market, investors can really get their head around, around that business. Um, whether they understand the nuances of it or not, totally different conversation, human capital management, you know, payroll, everybody needs payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Everybody needs to be compliant. Everybody needs to pay their people on time. Um, and, uh, they, they need to, they need to do it in more modern ways where funds are more accessible. I can get my head around that pretty, pretty easily. Uh, talent management, we get into like, you know, learning and employee engagement. Those are those by definition, that, that's sort of where um, you need to have a deeper understanding of what's happening in leadership and development and management and, and people development, so yeah. forth. Yeah. And so investors, that, that's, a, that's a, a scarier ground for most VC investors uh, because it's not a, uh, a transactional marketplace or uh, it's harder for me to see every company needing your learning management system. All right, George, I'm a, I'm a young entrepreneur and I want to get into this space and I want to raise a lot of money. What recommendation would you give me on what kind of company to start to really make the bank? Don't do it. <laughs> Pretty fucking simple. Don't do it. This is not the space for you. Get the fuck out of here. That is one big pile of shit. Uh, no, but seriously, is it is it uh, is it automation? Is it AI? And what kind of AI? And I mean, is crypto right is getting money? Like what blockchain? What, oh my what, god! What kind of bad recommendation? Or what, oh, is it just start a job board? God, he's reaching. So, all right, here's here's um, here's what I think, uh, and I, I'm not uh, I'm not again I'm not a financial analyst, and I'm not giving anybody any advice on what kind of company to to start necessarily. Uh, but I, I see, um, you know, blockchain is still early, although uh, I know at Workday rising this week, 
they uh, reportedly demoed some pretty cool stuff about you know skills inventory and um, you know p- uh, p- some portable and recruit holdings just bought a blockchain company yeah, right okay that's true that's true so I think it's still early on blockchain and I think it, and it's it's really hard uh, for buyers to get their head around. Uh, blockchain until it becomes a requirement from from IT, right? It's like it's sort of like GDPR or yeah. uh, data security. Um, you know, they're trying to solve business problems that are uh, out in the talent in the recruiting pipeline or in the in, in internal mobility or uh, their their level of engagement inside their inside their company. And starting to deal with like changing my complete infrastructure and you know how data gets to gets to move through the organization and outside of the organization. Um, I once IT says we're going blockchain, that's that's when that's when we're gonna have a run on blockchain. Now it's like the move to the cloud. I think you're right. And so here's the deal. We've seen a lot of vendors like look at all this programmatic activity. Yep. Um I remember in, uh, you know, I'd say about, you know, seven years ago, there were some vendors that came out with retargeting and, and they were talking the programmatic Too early. talk. They flamed out. Yeah. They, I can't remember yeah. their names, but they flamed yeah. out. Uh, and, uh, and now you've got, uh, you know, the markets moved to where, you know, AppCast and the others, they, they got, their timing was, was better. Um, their timing was more right than than wrong. So, so I think blockchain is a scary one for me if I'm an entrepreneur in this space, um, unless uh, I've got a real patient investor or I'm willing to sort of go go as a on a on a bootstrap or uh, you know sort of go with the market, you know, stay with it early at an lower earlier stage until I start to see more um, adoption. Um, so that's, that's a scary one to me, but job boards are getting a shit ton of money, right? They are, they're getting a ton of money. And I think there's some dead yet. They're not dead. And I, I think there's, there's an, I don't think they're ever going to be dead. Um, and I think you're going to see, um, so here's some interesting thing. One of the big things I love in the job board space is, um, so we talk about the skills gap and the skills shortage and all this right. stuff. Now yep. you've got uh, these job boards that are coming out and they're blending education and job boards. So there was one um, in Q3 called PathStream. They raised twelve million dollars. Um, they are they work with traditional universities and they create branded learning content. So like Salesforce uh, creates a CRM essential certificate. Um, Tableau has like data analytics certificates that you get through. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's it, it's universities. I don't know if they get down to the community college level. But what are they doing? They're creating a pipeline of talent for themselves, right? And they're creating um, a marketplace where, as a student, I'm coming in to understand what's available at at these shops. There's another, um, there are others. Which companies should be doing with their own data and their own applicant tracking systems. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now, there's another one. Next step, it's a health healthcare. They don't work with, um, they don't work with universities, but they create uh, healthcare uh, learning and education for individuals that are displaced in the workplace and want to move into the healthcare sector. Now that, that's a, to me, that's like, that's, that's, 
the kind of thing you expect to hear politicians talk about, right? This is like job retraining, except businesses are doing it. And so it'll probably be more successful. And it's, uh, uh, and that's something where now then you start to think about what's in their tech stack. Uh, now, do they bring AI in? Do they bring machine learning in um, to make their systems more effective and more valuable for the for the students and for the candidates um, and you know the consumers that are going through the process and for the employers? There have been some others too. There's uh, there in you know last year there was a big round to a university in San Francisco that is funded by Apple, um, Microsoft, Salesforce, and all they do is train people for uh, skills that those companies, um, you know, they've impacted the curriculum, let's put it that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's, and it's, there's an online marketplace for this stuff as well. So it's, it's pretty cool to see the talent acquisition and learning um, training side of things coming together. Um, And that's, if I were starting a job board, I'd be looking at, look at rig up $300 million. Why? Specialization. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank Niche. on the guys in Boston who do uh, no collar, blue collar um, job case, job, job case, case, right? Hundred million uh, underserved market, underserved, underserved, right? They now, but but so LinkedIn is for uh, you know you know we'll call it skilled rec- uh, per, uh, candidates. Job case, um, well, electricians have mobile phones, they have iPhones, they have Androids. Uh, you know, folks that are that you would think blue collar, um, they, they're uh, they're out on the road. They're not in front of laptops every day. So the market has caught up with that segment of candidates. So there are a lot of places where jo- job boards are really leading this specialization trend for all of HR tech. And that that's where you're going to see all of HR tech go ultimately is, um, you know, they're going to be, you're going to have the apps that are better or the, and the platforms that are better serving healthcare or industrial or um, tech or w- whatever. So, so, so is your answer to the young entrepreneur, a specialized job board? I think that's, that's one, that's one of the answers. Um, there's another area that I think um, uh, is around, uh, analytics uh, for um, uh, uh, workforce planning. Um, I'm hearing a lot, a lot of um, a lot of employers are looking for help aligning uh, their company's goals for the next, you know, two years, five years. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but but with aligning that with their internal talent and the external talent that's available. Uh, and the platforms generally don't do that well. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm hearing a lot of that. I'm hearing, hearing a, a big need for that. Uh, and so that's something that's, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting to me. Fantastic. George, as always, we appreciate your time <laughs> and, uh, your sense of humor and your humility. Um, if you were sending someone to learn more about you, that's listening right now, where would you send them? Uh, go to hrwins.com and uh, you, you'd find everything you need to know or links to it from there. Excellent, man. We, we out. out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors, because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. 
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.